1: Welcome back to the NBA Daily Beat Podcast. Today with the starting five at number one, 76ers list seven players as questionable for their next game following Seth Curry's positive test. Joel Embiid, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Shake Milton are four names that outline that list of seven players, and the team is currently awaiting a decision from the league about today's game against the Nuggets. Number two, Michael Porter Jr. out indefinitely remaining in the league's health and safety protocol. He has been out since last Thursday and was expected to suit up yesterday, but there is no time frame for his return. Number three, Joe Ingles of the Utah Jazz ends his Iron Man streak after missing last night's game. He played 384 consecutive regular season games and held the longest active streak in the NBA. If you include the postseason in those numbers, he had played 418 straight games. Number four, Kimball Walker has been cleared to practice. This is big news for the Boston Celtics. He's been dealing with his knee injury since before the bubble last season. And number five, Anthony Davis is out with a right abductor strain. This marks the second time the All-Star will sit out so far in this short season, and Kyle Kuzma started in his place. Now for scores from last night. First, the Suns versus the Pistons. The Pistons got the win 110-105 to in overtime. The Pistons rallied from 23 down. The Suns shot 17 for 52 from deep and only hit 6 of 13 free throws. Detroit has now won 8 in a row against the Suns. Stars for the Suns. Devin Booker, 23 points, DeAndre Ayton, 12 rebounds, and Chris Paul, 9 assists. For the Pistons, Jerry Grant, 31 points, Blake Griffin, 12 rebounds, and Delonte Wright, 6 assists. Next up, we had the Wizards versus the Celtics, where the Celtics got the win 116-107. The Wizards had no positive test after playing the 76ers on Wednesday. Westbrook was given a technical foul from the bench in the third, and Jeff T. returned for the Celtics, who led by 21 in the first half stars for the Wizards Bradley Beal 41 points Thomas Bryant 8 rebounds and Russell Westbrook 8 assists for the Celtics Jason Tatum 32 points and Jalen Brown led the team in rebounds and assists with 13 and 5 respectively next up we had the Thunder versus the Knicks where the Thunder got the W 101 to 89 Mark Dignault coached his first NBA game at Madison Square Garden it's not the first time He's won there because he was a student manager at UConn when they won the Big East tournament there. The Knicks have lost the last four meetings with the Thunder. Stars for OKC included Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 20, 25 points and 7 assists, and Check Diallo, or Hamadou Diallo, with 11 rebounds. For the Knicks, R.J. Barrett, 19 points, and Julius Randle, 12 rebounds and 7 assists. Next up, we had the Hornets versus the Pelicans, the battle of the Ball Brothers, where LaMelo and the Hornets got the win 118 to 110. LaMelo was one assist short of having a triple double, and that would have made him the youngest player to have a triple double in NBA history. Lonzo finished with five points, two rebounds, and three assists in 37 minutes. Stars for the Hornets Gordon Hayward, 26 points, and LaMelo Ball, 10 rebounds and nine assists. For the Pelicans, Zion twenty six points and eight rebounds. Brandon Ingram eight assists. Next, we had the Magic versus the Rockets, where the Rockets got the win, one hundred thirty two to ninety. Aaron Gordon was out with a left hamstring injury, and head coach Steve Clifford said he should return Saturday. Today, the Magic shot eight of twenty nine from three. Mclemore made his debut for the Rockets, and Daniel House missed his third straight game. Stars for the Magic: Nikola Vucevic twenty two points and twelve rebounds and Bone had 4 assists. For the Rockets, Christian Wood, 22 points and 15 rebounds, and James Harden, 13 assists. Next, we had the Nets and the Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies got the win 115-110. It is the first home victory for the Grizzlies this season. It was noted that Durant could return as soon as Sunday if he has negative test. Nash has talked to Irving, and he remains out for the time being. Karis LeVert passed Richard Jefferson for 13th on the Nets' career three-pointers made list, and the Grizzlies have won four straight over the Brooklyn Nets. Stars for Brooklyn, Karis LeVert, 43 points and six assists, and Jamichael Green had nine rebounds. For the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, 24 points, Brandon Clark, eight rebounds, and Tyus Jones, 10 assists. Next, we had the Jazz versus the Bucks, where the Jazz got the win 131-118. to Jordan Clarkson has 49 points in the last three games. In the last 3 games, Terrence Ross is the only NBA reserve with a higher scoring average. Utah led in bench scoring 35 to 12. The Bucks reserves only shot 4 of 18 from the field and 0 for 8 from three-point line. Stars for the Jazz: Donovan Mitchell 32 points, Rudy Gobert 14 rebounds and Mike Conley 10 assists. For the Bucks: Giannis 35 points, Chris Middleton 10 rebounds and Drew Holiday 5 assists. Next we had the Raptors versus the Kings where the Raptors got the win 144 to 123. The Raptors shot 82% from the free throw line while the Kings only shot 57. The Raptors also out-rebounded the Kings 44 to 26 and had the largest lead of the game at 24. Stars for the Raptors Fred VanVleet 34 points, Chris Boucher 10 rebounds and Pascal Siakam 11 assists. For the Kings De'Aaron Fox 23 points, Buddy Hield 5 rebounds and Harrison Barnes 8 assists. Now for the nightcaps, the Clippers versus the Warriors. The Warriors got the win 115-105. This was a very close contest with teams shooting similar numbers. The Warriors had 7 more steals and 3 less turnovers than the Clippers. And it was a comeback win for the Warriors with their largest lead coming at the end of the game. And the Clippers led by 22 at one point. Stars for LA, Paul George 25 points and 7 assists. And Serge Ibaka 7 rebounds. For the Warriors, it was Curry with 38 points and 11 assists and Andrew Wiggins with 6 rebounds. And lastly, we had the Bulls versus the Lakers, the closest contest of last night where the Lakers squeaked out the win 117-115 to and it was a surprisingly close game. Now, mind you, the Lakers were without Anthony Davis. Both teams shot similarly and had similar percentages. The Bulls 7 more steals than the Lakers and had 2 less turnovers. Chicago had 20 more points, in the paint, than L.A. did. Stars for the Bulls, Zach Levine, 38 points and 6 assists, and rookie Patrick Williams led the team with 8 rebounds. For the Lakers, LeBron James, 28 points and 7 assists, and Montrezl Harrell had 14 rebounds. Now for the three-game barrage segment, the first game I want to point your attention to is going to be the Suns versus the Pacers tonight at 7 p.m. Both teams enter with the same record of 6-2. Both have had promising seasons thus far, and the Suns enter 3-1 on the road while the Pacers are 4-2 at home. Season's leaders first for the Suns, Devin Booker 22 points per game, DeAndre 8-11 rebounds per game, and Chris Paul 8 assists per game. For the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, 24 points per game, 7 assists per game, and Demonis Sabonis, 11 rebounds per game. The injury report, first for the Suns, Jalen Smith is day-to-day, while for the Pacers, Jeremy Lamb is out, Brian Bowen second is out, Jalen Lequeu is out, TJ Warren is out, and Doug McDermott is listed as day-to-day. Next matchup, the Cavaliers versus the Bucks at 8 p.m. This is the Eastern Conference Central Division matchup. Teams enter with similar records, 4-1 for the Cavs and 5 5-4 for the Cavs and 5-3 for the Bucks. The Bucks are 4-0 at home while the Cavs are 3-3 on the road. Season's leaders first for the Cavs. Colin Sexton leads the team in points with 25 points per game. Andre Drummond 14 rebounds per game. And Larry Nance Jr. 4 assists per game. For the Bucks, it's Giannis with 26 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and Chris Middleton with six assists per game. The injury report, first for the Cavs, Kevin Porter Jr., Isaac Okoro, Matthew Delavidova, and Darius Garland are all listed as out, while Colin Sexton is listed as day-to-day. For the Bucks, Torrey Craig and Pat Connaughton are both listed as out. Last game I want to draw your attention to is the Trailblazers versus the Kings that tips off at 10 p.m. tonight. This is a Western Conference matchup. Both teams enter with 4 and 4 records, but two totally different teams. Season's leaders first for the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard leading in points and assists with 28 and 7 per game, respectively, and Ennis Canner leads the team with 9 rebounds per game. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox 18 points per game, 6 assists per game, Marvin Bagley III, 9 rebounds per game. The injury report, Zach Collins is out for the Blazers, while Daquan Jeffries and Jabari Parker are both out for the Kings. Now for my last segment of this episode... Tonight, for the and one segment, we're going to talk about the NBA's health and safety protocol. I know I've drawn a lot of attention to it with all the positive cases that have been popping up, but I really haven't taken the time to kind of explain what this is all about and what is all entailed in this protocol. So I want to kind of run through some bullet points and then ask you guys some questions. First bullet point, no criteria is mentioned for what might lead the NBA to cancel or postpone the season. I think that is very interesting. There's no set number of positive tests or no games having to be postponed, nothing Like that, so it's really going to be up to the NBA to decide if they postpone the season or if they cancel the season. It's up to their jurisdiction. Um, There are two routes of returning for players after testing positive. They can either quarantine for 10 days or test negative twice, at least 24 hours apart. Anyone who tests positive cannot exercise for 10 days and will be monitored in individual workouts for two additional days. Travel parties this season are limited to 45 people, including 17 players. The anonymous tip line from the bubble carries over into this season, so players and personnel can report anonymously to the league if they feel players or other teams are not following these protocols. And therefore, players will be penalized for violating these. Team players and personnel are prohibited from going to bars, lounges, clubs, live entertainment and sporting events, gyms, spas, pools, and social gatherings of more than 15 people in their home markets. On the road, teams will be allowed to dine outside the hotel at venues that have outdoor seating, fully privatized indoor rooms, or meet the league's requirements. So questions tonight. Do you think this is too much or not enough? Uh, it is unclear how players return. I know I mentioned that 10 days or are two negative tests within 24 hours, but honestly, what is stopping them from returning as we've seen with Michael Porter Jr. It's, you know, he waited his 10 days and still wasn't able to return and no one said he had another positive test. So was he around someone who tested positive? Did he himself test positive? And they don't have to disclose that. So there's a little bit of gray area there. And secondly, how often do they test before games? I think that's Something important that's not talked about in this, because if you want to look at recent events, Seth Curry's test wasn't confirmed positive until well into the first quarter of that game. Granted, he wasn't playing because of ankle soreness he sat out, but what if he was healthy and had played, and and what would have been the repercussions from that? So my take on it, I think the NBA is doing the best they can. We've seen some coaches fine for not wearing masks, Doc Rivers especially. And I think they're doing their best to combat the virus in the league. Like I mentioned earlier, there's a little gray area on when players can return. And I feel that, you know, just maybe up to the player or the team deciding, you know, when they want to get a guy back, when they feel they can return. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if and when a vaccine is issued on a wider scale, how the NBA reacts to that, and how this policy changes because of this. Will they require all players to get it? Will they make players who don't get it have to wear masks the entire time they're on the bench? So that's another gray area they're going to have to address. And so far, we've seen the league battle back from positive cases. We've had quite a few, and they haven't been worried, haven't been concerned, and have been able to contain it, Uh, and honestly haven't had to change the schedule. If they do end up changing the 76ers-Nuggets game that to my recollection, will be the first game that has been moved because of a COVID situation. Um, Now, you know, all that could change in a matter of days. But right now, the NBA has a good handle on this. And I've given you kind of a little background on their protocol. But honestly, it's it's probably a fluid document here as we get farther into the season and they deal with potential outbreaks or spreads and how they react to these is really going to set the tone for the rest of the season. So that'll do it for today's edition of the NBA Daily Beat Podcast. Had a lot of COVID issues pop up, so that'll be definitely a storyline to follow. But check out those games, like I mentioned earlier, and comment on this post what you think about the health and safety protocols. We're so early in this season, and everyone's been doing well, doing their job, so we just got to keep it up so we can see more basketball, and so I can keep bringing you good content. So keep it right here on the NBA Daily Beat Podcast.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTWD group void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.